You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. sleep. Sorry about that. What's going on? Sermon time, huh? Well, congratulations. I did get to watch the baby dedications from, I have a a net on top of the tent, so I was able to look at the screen, which is pretty cool. Welcome. How's everybody doing today? Wonderful, excellent, cheery. This summer, anybody go on vacation? Some trips this week. All right, good. Well, we've been talking about uh, pack your bags, and we've been uh, talking about like taking uh, this spiritual journey, and we've kind of connected it to you know taking vacations in our own life, and uh, some of the things that we've talked about. What do you pack your bags with when you go on vacation? Well, you take water with you, you take food, you take a good book, maybe you take your family or friends with you. And I want to also say that you take music with you. And we've been tying this into spiritual recreation and how do we connect those things. And uh, when we talked about water, we were talking about our spiritual journey, baptism being important. And we were talking about communion being that important meal that we partake in. And uh, scripture, when we were talking about taking a good book, we were talking about scripture and community. Last week, Pastor Bill, whenever he preached, he was talking about community. And today I want to talk about worship and, uh, and music. But I came out of that tent this morning and I was whistling this tune that was on that video. And that song gets stuck in my head, you know, over this past month. You know, I'll find myself during the week. You know, anybody else get stuff stuck in your head? And I was talking to somebody after uh, service, last service, and they were like, it is funny that you were talking about that because on the way to church this morning, I had a song that was stuck in my head and it was like something from 20 years ago and they couldn't believe it got back in there. But you guys ever hear the word earworms? How many of you have had a song stuck in your head sometime in your life? You've had earworms. Yes, you have. So we got some pictures up there to help you figure out what earworms were. Whenever I did a Google search on earworms, you should have seen some of the nasty stuff that showed up, <laughs> grossed me out. It was, but I, I picked some of the, the, uh, the funnier ones to stick up there on the slides. But yeah, these are earworms, catchy pieces of music that continually repeat themselves uh, through a person's mind even after it's no longer playing. And that can be the same day, it can be weeks, it could be months, it could be years later. Well... Whenever I was, I was so fascinated with this, this earworms thing that I decided I'm going to do a little bit more research on that. And here's some interesting facts that I'd like to share with you. First of all, do you know that 99% of people, most, most of you, have had earworms at some point? What, what they're calling an earworm attack. Okay, so that's pretty, pretty gross. Um, can you just turn my microphone down just a wee, wee bit? Thanks. Women, musicians, people who are neurotic, stressed, 
or tired experience earworms the most, okay? These are the people, like myself, I'm a musician, I could probably be neurotic, sometimes I'm stressed and, and tired. Um, we are prone to earworm, earworm attacks, and I tell you that almost every day I have an earworm going on, I have a song stuck in my head, and so many times it's annoying, you know? You ever get a piece of music that's in there that's just annoying, and you can't get it out of your brain? You know, whenever I was helping out with kids' ministry this past uh, semester, we always played this song on Wednesday nights during uh, one of the skits that we did with the kids. And I always had that song stuck in my head. And I would be, I would go and hang, I'd be hanging out with the family and I would just start going, everybody is kung fu fighting. And everybody's just kind of looking at you, you know, they're like... You know, we played that song for kids' ministry, you know, or um, I did a Facebook poll this week, you know, what song is stuck in your head? Somebody wrote, you know, Barney, oh, I love you, you know, you love, boy, you hate to have that song stuck in your head, don't you? (laughs) Or worse yet, Justin Bieber, you know, oh, man. Um, Hopefully you have, you know, some kind of a worship song stuck in your head, you know, 10,000 reasons I think of that, you know. I have that song stuck in my head a lot. I listen to a lot of worship music, obviously. I, I lead worship here. So I listen to a lot of worship music during the week in preparation and everything. So I'm always having all kinds of different songs stuck in my head. But most of the time it's worship songs. So I guess I don't get too annoyed by that. But today as we're talking about spiritual recreation, and we're talking about this journey of life that we're on. You know, how does music, how does worship help us on this journey? I, I would like to, first of all, say there was many vacations that I've taken. And, uh, you know, some of those vacations, I, I took music with me. You know, we'd be sitting in the car as a family and rocking out to something. And some of those music, or some of those vacations would be just like this. I'm sitting around the uh, campfire, and uh, my fake campfire here. And I would, I would take my guitar with me, and I would just sit there and, and play guitar, maybe have my notepad with me. I remember this one vacation that I went on whenever I was... In college, I, I, uh, I went to Tennessee with my family, and it was, it was such a beautiful thing. We're sitting on, I'm sitting on a porch on our cottage. It's right beside the lake, and uh, it's, it's, it's evening time. A thunderstorm rolls in, and I'm just like, yeah, this, this, is, this is inspirational. So I grab my guitar. I have my notepad sitting there, and I just started playing around. And inspiration's just like oozing out everywhere, you know, and, and I'm liking the chords, and I just start writing stuff, you know. And uh, I'm writing about how I'm tying in the, this thunderstorm with, with God's mighty presence, you know, in my life. And, and uh, so I wrote this song out. And it, you know, I never put it on an album. It didn't make the billboards or anything. But I like the song, you know. And uh, I've had vacations like that, you know. So you don't just have to be a musician. I ask some people, you know, what instrument do you play? And they'll say, my CD player, you know, <laughs> my iPod, my car stereo. And that's great, because there's a lot of great music out there to listen to that, that is uplifting. I, I think that the win for me today is whenever we leave this place and we walk out those doors, that we will have reflected on the value of music in our lives, and that we would take at least a step closer to, towards knowing God in a deeper way. So that's going to be my challenge today. Um, I'd like to read a scripture out of Acts chapter 2. This is... 
you know, the early church, Christ has just uh, been crucified. He rose again. He ascended into heaven. And, and there's these believers that come together and they're praying. And this, it's the start of the early church, the early Christian church. So I'm going to pick it up in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And you can read along with me if you want. It's up on the screen. But it goes like this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And the believers met together in one place, and they shared everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those who were in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day and met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with joy and generosity. All the while, praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So why is music an important part of our lives? That's a question that I ask myself continually because I love music so much. You know, think about the activities and events in our life, okay? Music's in, our, in weddings. It's, it's in funerals. We hear music at a graduation reception ceremony or a presidential inauguration. And music plays such a, a key part to those things as well. We listen to it in the elevators, right? Sitting in the doctor's office in the waiting room, you hear something going on there. It's music. We're sitting out at our favorite restaurant. We, we might hear some music in the background or we're shopping in the department store. We hear some tunes playing. Or we're sitting around a campfire and we're singing songs. And we sing songs together in church every week when we come together. And, uh, you know, festivities and celebrations and festivals. Music is such a key part. You know, and the Bible says that that day when we're all together with God in heaven, music's going to play a huge part there too. So I think I've uh, covered that music's important, right? Do you believe me? <laughs> I've been asking people, and I, I was talking about Facebook, you know, this week, if, if you're on, face, on Facebook and you're one of my friends, you might have seen my status updates. I asked a couple questions. Um, one of the questions I asked is, how has music affected your life personally? And uh, I just want to share with you some of these, uh, some of the things that people said. I also talked to some people um, and asked them this question lately. One person said, Music, for me, it, it gets into that place where just words or other forms, forms of communication can't get into. And it has the power to just stir up stuff inside. Another person said, music gives me my sense of identity or my mission or it helps me define my purpose in life. A lot of people said music is like a mood manager for me. You know, it manages my mood, whether that is a positive mood or a negative mood. Someone else said is it, it, un, it helps me to unplug. It helps me to concentrate on, on what I'm working on. Or it helps me to just sit back and relax and unwind. And, or music motivates me. You know, somebody wrote, I don't go to the gym without music. And it helps me get to the gym. Um, I love this. Another person told me that music is a diversion for them. And it picks them up out of this drudgery of their everyday life and it, and it takes them to another place and it's transcendent for them. Um, someone else said, 
it helps me to hear the whispers of God. Maybe you'll agree with this. A few people have said, music takes me back. You know, I hear a certain song and, it, and instantly I'm transformed to back at some point in my life. And I can remember very specific memories. You know, um, music has the power to help us to be nostalgic and remember things. Someone else said, music helps me to be creative. It helps me to learn things. It helps me to memorize things. I'll, I'll, I'll memorize something by putting it to song. Um, others have said that music helps them in their relationships, expressing ourselves towards another. Maybe that be a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse or a mother or a father or a child or a friend. Music is a witness, right? It's the words we sing are a witness to other people around us. Or the music that we play for somebody is a witness for the people that are there hearing it. Or because the music communicates a message. And music, someone said, music helps me to talk to God. It's my language. It's my prayer. That's how I communicate with God. It's through song. And it's how I express my heart to Him. You know, I ran across a few quotes that I thought were so awesome. We'll have the pictures up on the screen of, of, of these people who made these quotes. But Wynton Marsalis says, We're blues people. And blues never lets tragedy have the last word. I like that. Martin Luther, he said, Next to God's word, music is the greatest treasure in the world. Any country fans out there, not myself. Reba McIntyre, she said, For me, singing sad songs often has a way of healing a situation. It gets the hurt out into the open and into the light and out of the darkness. I do love that. That's great. There was an 1800s romance poet and novelist named Victor Hugo, and he said that music expresses that which cannot be said and on which it is impossible to be silent. That's good. And finally, I love this too. Music washes away from the soul the dust of everyday life. That's pretty good. So music has the power to produce fruit in our lives. That fruit can be positive, it could just be neutral, enjoyable, entertainment, or it could have negative um, you know, vibes to your life too. How many of you, and I don't need a show of hands or anything, but how many of you could say that at some point in your life, music was like a precursor to or a foundation of either a favorable or a regrettable season that you've gone through? Let's think about that for a second. You know... I think about my own life, I think about from season to season, from place to place that I've gone in my own journey. And getting up from this season and moving on to the next oftentimes requires a lot of hard work. So I have this picture of the new building that we're working on and they're down there, they're building up, they're digging up the foundation. You know, they, they got the diggers in there and the backhoes and the bobcats and all that awesome stuff that us guys love and uh they're plowing up and they're doing the hard work and they're laying that foundation down right and then and then that's the block work and then it's the the rest of the structure but that firm foundation i mean jesus says it in the scriptures in the book of matthew on the sermon on the mount he's talking about that foundation that will not fail that you build your house on i'm kind of jumping metaphors here a little bit but I love the idea of music being a part. It's this heavy machinery that comes in and it kind of sets that foundation, prepares, prepares that site work 
so that I can lay that foundation, so that God can lay that foundation, so that people in my life can help lay that foundation stone by stone. And when I look back on my life, I know that music has done that for me. And I know not everybody has the same intensity level with music as I do, but a lot of you do. Music is very important to you. And you could probably say, yeah, that's me too. But I think back, you know, whenever uh, in my uh, middle teen years, I was just heading down a horrible path. I, I was involved in, in some nasty stuff and uh, very just defiant, turned my back on my family, turned my back on God and everything that I knew that I was brought up to know. And the music I chose to listen to just encouraged that. It, it helped take me down that path. And, and for someone who loves music as much as I do, it was very easy for me to kind of just get caught up in this destructiveness of the stuff that I was listening to and I was writing songs that that kind of followed suit in the band that I was in and we were doing that kind of music and it had that kind of power over me but I remember this night and uh when I was 20 years old I'm driving my car about one o'clock in the morning I'm driving up up the mountain I you know from Altoona where I where I grew up and you know, it wasn't God's real audible voice next to me, but as close to it as you could get, I, I, I feel like I heard God's voice saying, Dave, I want you to give back. I want you to stop turning, stop running away from me, and I want you to live for me. I want you to serve me. I want you to serve other people and go into the ministry. And for me, that was like, wow. I, I mean, that's just huge, because if you would have known me, you would have said, wow, that's quite a, <laughs> quite a difference from this way to that way. And the next day, you know, after I made that decision and, you know, I'm like crying because I'm just humbled and grateful and feeling so encouraged that God would still love me and care about me. And I'm just feeling all that wash away as, you know, those tears flow. The next day, the first thing I did was I called my, my former Young Life leader and I said, can I get involved? Can I, can I serve? And so I played guitar for Young Life and... We did songs every month at our club meetings and fun songs and uh, songs about God too. And uh, music was such an important part, not only of my ministry, but of my personal development. And a lot of times I remember going into my bedroom, I'd close my door and I'd kind of lock myself in. I'd pull out my guitar, I'd, uh, I'd take my Young Life song book and I'd throw it on the bed and I would just kind of flip through and I would sing, you know, all these different songs that that were uplifting to me. And it was a foundation for me. It was the heavy machinery, you know. It was the diggers and the bulldozers coming in and plowing and making a way. And music was that for me. And it, it firmed up that foundation. So I'm listening to this music, walking this one path, and then one day, bam! You know, God gets a hold of me. And He uses music to help me to go onto this new path. And it's hard work. It's very hard work. But when you have something that's an inspiration to you, it doesn't seem like hard work anymore. You know, when you enjoy your job, it doesn't seem like a job. And when you enjoy following Christ, and you can find inspiration in that, it doesn't seem like a chore. It doesn't seem like rules or regulations or anything like that. There's freedom in it. So what kind of music do you identify with? You know, I asked that question on Facebook. They're going to show a slide here. Here's some of the different genres of music. Um, blues, jazz, country folk. You can read all that. Uh, obviously, most of my friends 
know that I work at a church, so they were probably kind and gracious and said, yeah, we like church music. Uh, I don't know if that's all honest. How many was there? 54 people that said they liked church music. I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, I'm sure it is. So there's this passage in Philippians. Paul is writing a letter to the church in Philippi. And these are his concluding words. And I just love this section. In fact, I want to ask you just to stand together today. And we're going to have the words up on the screen there. And let's just all read this out loud together because this, this is near and dear to my heart. So, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Why don't you have a seat? So I love that part in verse 8. Paul says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know, this is worship. Our active and idle minds should be reflective of Christ, our Creator, our Savior. So listen to good music. You know, that's, that's what I ask you to do today. Listen, find good music. Listen to good music. Fill your mind, fill your soul with things that build you up, that are uplifting and positive. Turn on the positive things, the sweet, the savory Say no, turn off to the, the things that are, are sour or empty or negative or bring you down. If food is sustenance for our bodies, I would say that music is sustenance for our souls. So what are you filling your soul with? What is it that you're dieting on? And how's that affecting the rest of your life? You know, every week we come together here at Oakmont and at the mills and we worship. We sing songs together like we did this morning. And uh, the lyrics are up on the screen and I hear all kinds of things afterwards. You know, wow, those words are powerful or wow, the melody or wow, this, that. It's just awesome. It's awesome to have music that helps us move closer to God and take a step closer to Him. You know, the... The Nexus students this week were at the beach, but it wasn't all fun and games. I mean, they were worshiping God with reckless abandon. I saw some of the pictures and the status updates on, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, and it's been amazing to see how these kids have connected with God through music, through worship. And kids, our kids, our children, they, they worship with us on Sunday mornings, on Wednesday evenings. We all get together and we have a blast 
And you should see these kids worshiping. It's so uplifting. It's so encouraging. But it doesn't just happen at Riverside. Churches all over the world, and I mean all over the world, I've, I've been to different countries and I've seen how they worship and how music plays an important part in their lives. But churches all over the world since recorded history have placed a value on music. Because music is powerful. Music can change people. Music can move you from one place to the next. It can get into those places where words alone can't go. And when we invite that inspiration into our hearts, and it's in a positive, uplifting way, it will help us go grow closer to God. I'm so blessed and so grateful to be able to help you guys lead and win worship every week for almost 13 years. It's been awesome to be here and to, to sing together and to make music together. You know, it's just not some entertainment thing that we do. Like, I've committed my life to doing this because I think it's that powerful. I think it's that eternal. And it's enjoyable too, you know. But some of the best feedback that I receive throughout the years is stories of transformed lives. You know, people will share with me how God has has done amazing things in their life and how music was, was a way that they connected to or inspired them to change. Or worship was something that allowed them to be able to talk to God and hear Him talking to them. You know, maybe you're out there today and you're thinking, yeah, music's important in my life. Maybe we take it for granted, you know, what, what the power of music can really do in us. You know, one of my favorite musicians of all time. If you know me, you probably know that I love the band U2 and Bono is, uh, is a pretty cool guy. But uh, he said music can change the world because it can change people. Well, I love music and I love change and I love to see the world change and become a better place. So music can change you. It can change you for the better. It can change you for the worse. And I admonish you, let music and art and devotion Let these things change you for the better. Again, the Apostle Paul says in Philippians, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So I ask you again, what are you filling your soul with? How is it affecting your life? What value can music have? What value can worship have on this spiritual journey? So this idea of Life's journey requires movement. You know, when we wake up in the morning and we open our eyes, we don't just sit there and lay in bed all day. That's not a journey, you know. What kind of journey is that? What is a journey, you know? A journey isn't sitting there all day doing nothing, twiddling your thumbs. A journey is moving. It's going somewhere. It's going from that place to this place. You know, when you went on summer vacation, you packed up and you went. This is a journey. Life is a journey. We have one life to live. It's a journey. It's, it's movement. And for that journey to be significant, for you get, to get to the end, and like Paul say, I can stand before God and hear him say, well done and good and faithful servant. To get to that point, it requires action. It requires we look at where we are and see where we want to be and make decisions that will get us to that point and start moving in that direction. You know, I look back over my life at various seasons and places that I've been, 
And I see how important it was that I first started with a decision. You know, when I was sharing about how God came into my life, it started with a decision. It started with me saying, God, I invite you in. I'm gonna, yes, I will serve you. It started with a decision. And then it was followed by a plan. A plan put into action to follow that decision. And then you've got to build that foundation. You've got to do the things that, that will help firm up that new place that you're going. And there's some pretty grand and noble places that we want to go, isn't there? You know, maybe you're sitting out there today and you're thinking about where you are right now and where you want to be in the future. And maybe some of those places are healthy friendships, you know, or meaningful relationships. Maybe it's a vibrant marriage or a wholesome family life. You know, maybe that place that you want to get to is a successful career, a meaning and lasting career. You know, maybe for you that place is a life with purpose that's not just mundane, that has some higher purpose. Ultimately, you know, I think for all of us that are here longing after what God has put into our hearts, that ultimate destination is to know God forever and spend eternity with Him. You know, that's the place that we want to get to ultimately. To get there, we have to walk away from where we are and walk towards where we want to go. You know, we have to leave behind, and it may be negative that we're leaving behind, it may be positive, and we can look back and, and reflect and enjoy, but we're moving forward. We're moving in a direction. You know, you're sitting here today, and somewhere... You're connecting. You're either sitting here and you're thinking, well, yeah, I just, I don't like where I'm at right now. You know, I, uh, I feel like I need to get out of this place that I'm at. I want, I want to say to you, if that's you today, there's a decision that needs to be made. A decision. Maybe you're sitting here today and I, I just made a decision. You know, I just started following Christ or I just, I just did this or, or that to, to take me to that place with higher purpose. And maybe you need to be reminded that it's time to bring the heavy machinery, build that foundation. It's time to not shortcut your way through that foundation building process, but it's time to use materials that, that are good and whole and healthy and godly. Or maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're thinking, ah, my life's on target with where I want to be. But you know, like kind of inside, and you don't even want to admit it, that maybe there's an area or two that needs renovation. You know, I've been there. I mean, come on, let's be honest. You know, so I, I, I say to you, the hard work for you this morning is just being humble enough to admit that there's an area that needs renovated in your life and then seeking out to renovate it. You know, to do that hard work of making changes and implementing corrective actions into your life so that you can... Renovate that area and move towards God. Move towards the purpose that He has called you to. Or maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're just kind of filled with regret or guilt or shame. You look back and see years and years wasted. You know, I, I say to you that it is never too late for God to do an amazing work. And I told my dad that six months before he passed away. Whenever he told me he sat there at 62 years old, filled with regret over the life that he lived... I said, it's never too late for change. And he changed his life. And he made up, you know, as much as he could while he had time. And it was a, it was a noble way to leave this earth. It's never too late for God to do a work in you. So I just want to pray for you. I ask you if 
all over the place this morning. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes and tune out those who are around us and whatever baggage or things that we've brought with us that, you know, isn't necessary at this moment. And I just want you to think about your own life. You've heard these words this morning about worship and music and seasons of our life and where we find ourselves and where we want to be. And I just want to give you an opportunity before I pray to let God speak to your heart, to whisper to your soul. I invite you this morning to, to, to in, the, in the silence of this place, to offer up your ears to hear Him speak, to offer up your hearts as you speak to Him in your own way. And then after a moment or two, I'll, I'll conclude us in prayer before we worship again. But just go ahead and take that moment, even now in your own way. Lord, it doesn't take long to make a decision. And I know that some here this morning, the light bulb's turning on and a decision has been made. And I just thank you. I thank you for being there to help us to do all this heavy work that we could never do on our own. And Lord, for every season and every situation that's represented here this morning, you know all of our hearts. I just lift everyone, myself included. We lift you. We, we lift up the name of Jesus and we invite the power of God to come into our lives. God, help us to fix our minds, to fix our thoughts, to fix our souls on that which is pure and lovely and good and wholesome and uplifting and higher purpose, God. I pray that you would encourage us and inspire us, even as we walk out of these doors, that we would not forget to, to be inspired by you and to live for you. I thank you for this opportunity that we have now to worship together. I pray that during these next few songs, God, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would continue to do a work inside of us. God, I pray that you would get into the places that we don't let anybody into. God, would you shine your light in those dark corners? And would you help us on this journey? As we seek out spiritual spiritual recreation, Lord, would you do a creating creation work in us? In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.